Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean, with you every week at this time on HealthyLife.net, Positive Talk Radio, streaming across the web, exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, and sacred texts of the East and the West. Today's program is part two in my series on the ascension of the soul. We'll be delving into the second heaven, known by some as the Akashic Plane or Causal Plane, next level up beyond the Astral Plane. On part one, I began by uh, exploring a little bit about meditation practice of a visionary nature, promoting inner seeing and the foray into the astral plane. When one closes one's eyes, they see darkness, but it's possible that light will appear in the form of stars, suns, moons, colors, clouds, sparks, fireworks, or other visions of light. And it's also possible that in the silence, one may hear an inner ringing tone or some other sound that makes itself known when you concentrate effectively in meditation and then like the light dissipates when you have concluded your meditation. In other words, it's not tinnitus that's always there but is based on concentration in meditation, your state of consciousness, not some physical phenomena. The light can appear in the darkness. The darkness is no longer dark to me and there is a sound beyond the silence which can be heard and those who are explorers of inner space focus upon the inner lights, inner visions, inner music and inner sounds and allow them to transport the soul up and into various heavenly realms. Before I begin exploring inner space some more on this week's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, I wanted to share a passage from the Bijak of Guru Kabir from a newly published book by someone who I have interviewed before. On this program, the translator is Dr. Jagasar Das. The book is called The Complete Bijak of Kabir. The word Bijak means treasure map. So this is, if you will... Kabir's treasure map to the soul. The soul is beyond race, beyond gender, beyond religion, age, nationality. The soul is beyond caste, is beyond all social conditioning. Says Kabir, when the soul becomes separated from the body, who can say what is its caste? Who can say whether the soul is black, white, red, or yellow? Whether it has a caste or not, or whether it's hot or cold? Who can say if the soul is Hindu or Turk, young or old? And whether it is female or male? Think about this. Kabir says, no one pays attention to what I say. Whoever accepts my word will understand my teaching. 
a passage from Kabir, from the Bijak, the complete Bijak of Kabir, translated into English by Dr. Jagasar Das, now available through Amazon, as a good old-fashioned paperback book. And I believe it's also available as an e-book. My thought, may India and humanity in general fully comprehend Kabir's teaching here about the soul. The soul is beyond gender, beyond all of these things. Meditation practice, just to kind of go over some of the ground from last week, in case you didn't tune in. The teachings of Yogani Mataji from the book Enchanted Land, which I heavily make use of during this series on the ascension of the soul. This wonderful chapter from Enchanted Land, devoted to Yogani Mataji of the Radhaswami Satsang Hoshayarpur, India. On the meditation practice about exploring inner space, the ascension of the soul, this is a good introduction to the meditation practice. Mataji exuded a sense of joy and happiness. We talked for more than three hours about a variety of subjects. But I was most intrigued with Mataji's experiences on the inner spiritual planes. I asked her what it was like to leave the body. Mataji responded with a beautiful description of how consciousness can be released from the mortal frame by attaching itself to the stream of celestial music radiating from the top of the head and beyond. To do this, she said, one must first be initiated by a genuine mystic who has gained access to the higher realms. The practice itself, although it may take years to master, sounds relatively simple. The body should be kept perfectly still, with one particular posture held for the duration of one's meditation sit. One may choose a cross-legged position, like the yogis in the lotus pose, or a more comfortable, relaxed position in a chair, keeping the back erect and the mind alert. One continuously repeats God's name as given by his or her guru. This simran, as Mataji termed it, should be done with one's attention centered behind closed eyes. Coupled with this physical stillness and ceaseless repetition of God's name, the next step is to contemplate the light within. At first, Mataji pointed out there will only be darkness, but eventually light will appear in the form of either small flashes or small star-like points. In any case, one should focus on the radiance, keeping one's simran, or repetition of sacred words, intact, and allowing the light to draw the soul inward. The third and most important step, Mataji said, is to listen to the sound that issues forth from the light. It is this internal music which will numb the body and allow the consciousness to leave its ordinary dwelling. By riding this current of light and sound like a fish going upstream, 
the soul will be able to go back to its original home. On this journey within, however, the soul must be guided by a true master so as not to be detained in any of the lower illusory regions. According to Madhaji, what near-death patients experience is only the beginning of a vast sojourn into great universes of light, love, and beauty. Personally, I was overcome with profundity of Madhaji's accounts, although it seemed plausible, especially given the findings of near-death patients who have been resuscitated, the soul's journey in the beginning stages appeared too difficult. How can one sit so still, repeat only holy names, and think of God constantly? By falling in love, Mataji answered serenely, because when one is truly in love, nothing but the beloved can enter one's mind. So the secret of Surat Shabd Yoga and of mysticism, she goaded, is not necessarily practice and more practice, but love. To be so devoted to one's Lord that nothing can stand in the way. This and nothing else is the truth of Sant Mat, Mataji stressed. Instead of seeing God in only one form, Mataji sees God in every form, even someone as completely ignorant as myself. Dumadaji, the beautiful saint of Manavdamandir in Hoshayarpur, there isn't just one god and many sinful creatures, or a god of light in a world of darkness. Rather, there is only one god manifesting through a multiplicity of forms. That's a quote from the book Enchanted Land, A Journey with the Mystics of India by David Christopher Lane the chapter devoted to Yogani Mataji of the Radhaswami Satsang Hoshayarpur in India. Her spiritual master was Baba Fakir Chand of the Radhaswami Satsang, and his master was Shiv Brat Lal, and Shiv Brat Lal's master was Huzur Maharaj Raisalagram Bahadur, and Huzur's master was Swamiji Maharaj of Agra. Swamiji's master was Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India. Just to take the lineage back quite a ways into the past history of India. An incredible chapter describing the meditation practice so well, the repetition of sacred names called Simran, while staring, concentrating in the darkness that is in front of one's self with eyes closed. The light appears, one concentrates on that light, and then eventually there is sound, and then one focuses on that. In fact, the sound becomes the mantra instead of repeating one's Simran words or mantras. When you start hearing the sound, the sound becomes a higher form of mantra and is even more relaxing, even more within, drawing you further and further within. And that is a great introduction to the meditation practice about this ascension of the soul. And something very similar was practiced by the Gnostics, according to the Nag Hammadi scriptures of Egypt. You'll find similar cosmologies of souls ascending through the heavens, going from 
scene to scene, from light to light, from sound to sound, through the seven heavens, as described by the masters of the name, or Jewish mystics in the tradition of Kabbalah. And you'll find something similar taught by the sheikhs of the Sufi tradition, the mystic branch of Islam, as something very similar. In fact, there is a story of Muhammad himself ascending through the heavens, passing through various heavenly regions. Of course, in the Jewish tradition, earlier, uh, the books of Enoch have ascension stories, only with Enoch as the character, passing through various heavenly realms. St. Paul in the book of 2 Corinthians in the New Testament describing his out-of-body experience ascending to the third heaven, known as paradise. The third heaven is also called paradise in the book of 1 Enoch, a book very popular in early Christianity and in a branch of Judaism called Essenism, the Essenes of Dead Sea Scroll fame. So evidently that was the name of the third plane in Judaism once upon a time. Thus, no coincidence that St. Paul calls the third heaven paradise when he describes his out-of-body experience in the New Testament book of Second Corinthians. So this is a very universal kind of thing. You'll find in various world religions, Tibetan Book of the Dead, Tibetan Buddhism, Hinduism, Jainism, and of course certainly the Sikh tradition, very much related to the Sant tradition of India, uh, where you have this description of seven heavens and a divine realm beyond the seven heavens. And the meditation practice promoting the ascension of the soul through various heavenly realms. Huzur Maharaj Rai Salagram Bahadur says, this discourse is intended for the benefit of those who, seeing the instability and transitory state of things in this realm, as well as its short-lived pleasures and greatness, having a craving for everlasting and unalloyed happiness and undisturbed peace in a realm which is not subject to change, decay, and dissolution. This discourse is intended for you. The method for taking back the spirit entity to its original source is to ride the sound current. The method for taking back the spirit entity to its supreme source is first to concentrate at the eye focus, the seat of the soul, the third eye center it's called. The spirit entity and the mind which are diffused in our body and in a manner tied to external objects by desires and passions and next to commence its journey homewards by attending to the internal sound, or in other words, by riding the life or sound current which has originally emanated from the Supreme Source. The current which has been instrumental in having brought it down here must naturally be the path for its return to the original source, and whoever finds this current is on the path of emancipation. This current, which is the spirit and life current, is called in the Radhaswami faith, sound or word or holy name. 
a reading from the book Prem Patra Radhaswami, published in Agra, India, or teachings, the writings of Hazura Maharaj, Rai Salagram. Also from Hazura Maharaj, Rai Salagram, the ascension of the soul stage by stage to higher regions can be accomplished with the help of Shabd, the sound current. Hearing these sounds, these inner sounds, the soul will proceed from one region to another and will ultimately reach the highest region and enter into rest. Zura Maharaj Prem Patra Radhaswami. One's passage into the astral plane is aided by the sound of a deeply resonant bell. A dazzle of colors immediately emerges, subsiding into a blue, deep blue, like uh, a blue like a, an afternoon sky. Subsequently, a light appears in the blue, intense but diffused, as if veiled by a gauze screen. The soul aims for the light, penetrates the gauze, and arrives at a brilliant flame surrounded by a dense blue-black sky. That area, a higher realm within the astral plane, is a thicket of darkness, and it is regarded as the divine headquarters for managing both the physical and astral realms. It is controlled by the negative power, the lord of the astral realm. The soul should not be satisfied with attaining this realm, but focus on the flame which replaces the blue-black sky with an intense bright white light. This enables the soul to pass by all the supernatural regions referred to in the literature of other religions. These all exist at the level of the astral, but there is no ultimate advantage to being lodged in one rather than another. Heaven may be filled with comfortable rooms but there is more. The Radhaswami Master guides it to a dark spot in the light and a sound similar to that of a conch shell, which it hears at first only distantly from a tunnel high above. The tunnel is called the Crooked Path, or Banknal. Upon following the sound into the tunnel, the soul turns around and then enters the next plane. I'm sharing some readings from the book Enchanted Land on the astral and now the causal plane. The second region is called the causal plane, for it is from here that the phenomenal world is ultimately generated. At one spot, for example, is a four-petaled lotus from which emerge utterances that eventually issue as the four Vedic scriptures of Hinduism. The world was created in this region as a subtle, invisible form, and here karmic burdens are dispatched and reclaimed. Thus cause and effect, both material and moral, begin and end here. Brahm, the creator, sustainer, and dissolver of the universe, is considered the lord of this region, but he too is an agent of the negative power, or the demiurge, the call. So this world, like the astral, holds its perils for the weary spiritual soul. 
and I think I'm going to pause right here and mention that during this ascension process the soul is always tempted by the beauty it sees and the, the beautiful music, the beautiful visions and for many it, it's, it seems like they have arrived but always with this kind of this kind of teaching and literature there is an emphasis on keep ascending, keep going, don't, don't stop, don't take a detour, don't be detained, but keep on with the journey. That's always the, the wisdom being communicated. Keep on with the journey of ascension. There is much, much more to the process. To stop would be like taking a few steps up the uh, trail of the Himalayas and then saying, well, that's far enough. But the true mountain climber knows that there's much more. No time to quit. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after these messages. Spiritual Awakening Radio continues. This week's program is about the ascension of the soul continued from last week, entering into the causal plane, the second heaven. Mystic verses of St. Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, saints show us the path of sound and light. They still the mind and raise it to the skies within. The soul gets concentrated at the door and is in bliss. Ascending the celestial skies, she is in sight of the inner mystic sky of the second stage. The fortunate soul sets out on its journey along with the divine melody, listening to this celestial music day by day. She becomes detached. A bhajan of Saint Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India. Before the break, I was sharing some passages from the Prempatra Radhaswami of Hazura Maharaj. I was sharing with you a couple of quotes from the book Enchanted Land by David Christopher Lane, which I see is now at Amazon as a book. I just noticed that today for the first time. And I shared some readings from the book Radhaswami Reality by Professor Mark Jurgensmeyer, describing this journey of ascension as well. These are all great books to have, describing this inward journey of the soul, this exploration of inner space. According to one of Asia's oldest traditions of meditation, I mean, there really is nothing new under the sun. All of these ideas that we hear about as new, quote-unquote, here in the Western world, near-death experiences, people going up a tunnel toward the light, getting revelations, hearing music, having visions, gaining insight. This is not new, but has been something human beings have been endeavoring to explore for thousands and thousands of years. And of course, the subcontinent of India is the place of uh, the world's uh, most ancient civilization, or one of them, certainly, uh, one of the, the oldest living, continuous civilization. I mean, the pyramid builders and their civilization seems to be gone. And there are some other ancient civilizations that used to exist in Central Asia, 
but the subcontinent of India is where you'll find lots of living mystic paths that have been around since uh, recorded history and actually before recorded history. The causal plane, second heaven, the universal mind. Before the break, I was sharing a passage from Radhaswami Reality by Mark Jurgensmeyer, describing the causal plane as the place where karma is reckoned, where uh, thoughts of the causal plane uh, create reality here in the physical plane. These uh, concepts or thoughts are in this inner region and eventually sometimes manifest themselves here in the physical plane in the form of creation. Let there be this, let there be that, let there be the other thing. These uh, thoughts spring into creation, manifest themselves sooner or later as actions in the physical plane. The causal plane, Trikuti, progression to successively higher regions of existence is secured in the Sant tradition through listening to the finer sound melodies during meditation. As remarked earlier, it is the bell sound which leads the soul into the first region, the astral bell, a tone, as if you're hitting a bell and it never stops reverberating. This constant tone is there and can be heard in deeply concentrated states of meditation. Subsequently, access to the next stage, Trikuti, the three worlds, is garnered by attaching one's attention to the powerful rhythm of drums, or the clashing of thunder is another way of describing it. These descriptions are really rough analogies, thunder-like or drum-like, bell-like sounds but in an altered state or underwater, if you will, or different, uh, with a different kind of hearing. However, on the sojourn between the first and second regions, one must pass through Banknal, a crooked tunnel, which can ward off spirits from progressing further. An interesting description of this particular stage comes from a letter written by a disciple of Hazur Baba Sawan Singh, dated January 30th, 1945. His name was Rai Sahib Mushiram. Quote, My progress, again, started from the Jan- January 9th. Sometimes I could see light and get some taste, but there was not upward progress. One day I saw three paths, and after many days my soul started following the middle one. It is not a straight path, but a sort of crooked tunnel, which goes on narrowing as one moves forward. At one place it was so narrow that I had to crawl forward on my stomach. So he's putting this in terms of, like, physical, (laughs) relating it to the body. Back to the quote. Uh, There are many snakes and scorpions in this path, but... Through your mercy they all appeared dead and did no harm to me. I felt absolutely no fear. I felt absolutely no fear because I was conscious all the time of your presence and your shabbed form. He is speaking to his spiritual master, 
Zurabasawan Singh. Further on, the path narrowed still more, and I could never go through it without your mercy and grace. It is like a round tunnel, and it is lighted up with a beautiful circular light, like that of the morning sun. It appears as if the sun is rising. I tried to pass through the sun, but could not do so, and therefore came back through this tunnel. This happened about two or three days ago, unquote. So there you have a, a, a rare uh, description of someone's inner experience during meditation of Trikuti and the Crooked Tunnel, uh, which is a, a rare thing. In the Sant tradition of India, uh, most of the time people do not reveal their inner experiences. They may allude that they're having an inner experience or may describe generally what it's like, but they don't really say, this morning this happened to me. And that's because uh, the wisdom is uh, to keep everything authentic and everyone is at a different place. And so best that everyone has their own unique inner experience without paying attention to what other people are experiencing. And then there's no pressure to live up to what some people are experiencing, and you get this sort of ego uh, contamination of the mind and strong beliefs about what should or should not, quote-unquote, be happening. So most of the time, it's kind of a secret thing what goes on in meditation, but there you have a, a rare glimpse into someone's experience of Trikuti. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio more after these messages stay tuned spiritual awakening radio streams live every week at this time on healthylife.net positive talk radio my name is james bean my email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com it's always great hearing from listeners if you'd like to receive a free chart of the inner regions, I specialize in these. I have a whole collection of these charts of heavenly regions. I have them on two different web pages online. I can send you the links if you email me asking for the charts of the heavens or charts of the inner regions. Once again, my email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. My website is at the same domain, spiritualawakeningradio.com, where you can access podcasts on demand, where you can read blogs, articles, daily spiritual quotes at social media sites, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and others. There is a donate button at the website, links to other places as well, Yahoo Groups, email list, listserv, my e-library as well online, all at spiritualawakeningradio.com. The Causal Plane. This is a reading from the book Radhaswami Reality by someone I have interviewed before, Professor Mark Jurgensmeyer. Entering the Causal Plane, the second heaven, the soul forewarned enters the Causal Plane with care listening again for the guardian sound, which in this region reverberates like the sound of large drums or rolling thunder. 
and which may also sound like the rumbling chant of the Hindus, Om, Om, or the Muslim Hu chant, Hu, Hu. The light that the soul looks for to guide it takes on a brilliant reddish color in this realm, the red sun, like that of a sun in a summer sunrise. The soul fixes on these oral and visual guides and passes by locations where the things of our physical world were created. Within the landscape are also vistas that are well known from Hindu mythology. Forests and gardens. The light that the soul has followed already brighter than many suns becomes even brighter as the wayfarer proceeds upward, bursting through the pyramid-shaped causal realm. At that point, the soul moves beyond the arena in which causation has meaning and transcends the last threads of materiality. The soul leaves behind realms referred to by the Hindus as the Three Worlds, or Triloka also known uh, as uh, the known universe and moves into what the Radhaswami calculates as the third spiritual plane, Daswandar. Daswandwar, I think is the best pronunciation of that. The tenth door, also known as Sun, a realm of emptiness or void. This transition is more decisive than any other and is second in importance only to the initial shift from the physical to the spiritual plane, for it marks the point beyond which the soul no longer inhabits form, whether physical, astral, or causal. From here onward the soul exists purely in spirit. It passes beyond the karmic cycle, breaking free of the bondage that forced it to shuttle from one physical life to another. The soul now has achieved moksha, or release, in the Hindu reckoning, and is rid of all covers of matter and mind, and shines forth in its naked glory, with the radiance of twelve suns. It has a new name, too. It is called Ahamsa, or Hansa, a heavenly bird, a high-flying goose that in Indian mythology is invested with almost magical properties. In Radhaswami writings it is usually described as a swan and is sometimes identified with the phoenix. Having passed beyond the realms governed by Kal, the false god of death, time, space, the demiurge, lord of the matrix, etc., beyond the realms governed by Kal, the soul is free to revel in divine bliss and enjoy an ambience suffused by a pleasant light and a divine sound. The light resembles that of the full moon in a clear sky, shimmering in all directions, and the sound like that of a guitar, lute, or harp. What a beautiful description of this ascension process. That is uh, by Mark Juergensmeyer, Professor Mark Juergensmeyer, in his book, Radhaswami Reality, published by Princeton University Press, and overall is an academic
academic book with lots of footnotes and very dry scholarly, uh, you know, empirical evidence sifting through the pages of Indian history, not an easy task. But there is a, a, a spirituality, a beauty found here, as you've just re heard me uh, read this, this paragraph uh, that qualifies as that. And also the book Enchanted Land by David Lane, um, the point where Yogani Mataji describes the secret of meditation practice. Is it, ju is it just about discipline, sitting, practice, practice, practice? And she kind of erupts into this Sufi poetry. It's this love for the beloved that makes one sit to meditate. This is the whole secret of Sant Mat. This is the whole secret of mysticism. To be so in love with one's beloved Lord that nothing stands in the way. And it almost evolves into roomy poetry, something like that. So academic texts can have its own kind of uh, poetry. They can have their own kind of poetic expression. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after these very important messages. Focusing on the inward journey of the soul, the exploration of inner space, described by the mystic tradition, the ascension of the soul, part two this week, exploring the third heaven or causal plane. And actually, I'm about to share a little bit about beyond the causal plane. This is also from Professor Mark Jurgensmeyer's book, Radhaswami Reality, published by Princeton University Press, The Higher Regions Continued. There are interesting places for the soul to visit on this plane, referring to the causal plane. Mahasun, for example, the great void or great emptiness, a vast expanse of utter darkness located above Sun where hidden spiritual secrets are revealed, and where five new universes, each with its own Brahm, may be observed. Or the soul may rest in an inconceivable island of spirituality in the midst of the void. The lord of this region is called Parbrahm, or Super Brahm, or Great Brahm. He has the power to direct the soul either downward or upward, to an even higher region. And with the assistance of the Master, the Radhaswami soul can make the further ascent. When the soul leaves the third realm and ascends to the fourth, it finds itself in a medium that at first seems strange. The fourth realm whirls in dizzy delight and is called Banwargufa. The rotating cave. We've gone from the second heaven to the third and, and now the fourth to Banwargufa, the rotating cave. Its central sound is like that of a flute or the sound of the Vedic 
mantra soham, I am that, I am that, or anahu, I am he, I am he. Uh, and the Lord of the region receives his name from the term soham parush, the true original being of soham. The light is like that of the sun at midday, radiating in all directions. There are lovely islands where souls dwell and have fellowship together. But the Radhaswami soul hastens on to the fifth region. This ultimate level is called Satchkhand or Satlok, both meaning the true, eternal, timeless realm of truth, beyond duality, pure spirit. And Radhaswami teachers ex expend countless superlatives attempting to describe it. An ecstasy of divine love, intense bliss, a beatitude indescribable. When the soul approaches this highest state, the soul first meets a sort of guardian in the form of spontaneous intuitive consciousness. If it passes beyond Sahaj or a natural experience, it's ushered into the entrance, which is like a garden or like a courtyard in a golden palace. One is surrounded by flowers of charming fragrance and fountains flowing with nectar. The sound that circulates in this ultimate realm is that of a bin, a wooden musical instrument that produces an oboe-like tone and is often played by snake charmers. <laughs> Some Radhaswami writers, however, claim that the word that is intended here is actually vena, which refers to a classical stringed instrument that one Radhaswami author translates as harp. Just interjecting, the vena is a, a, a sitar-like instrument used in Indian classical ragas and is a very high holy instrument a good analogy for an ultimate sound, ultimate heavenly sound. Back to Mark Jurgensmeyer. The words sat or hak, Sanskrit and Persian words for truth, respectively, may be heard intertwined with the tones that emanate from that sound. The light is as strong as sixteen suns, but even with that brilliance, it is even scarcely able to compete with the radiance emitted from the luminous form of the supreme being of this realm. His name is Sat Purush, the true original being or person, or Sat Nam, the true name. The soul presently enters into the very chambers of the ultimate Lord, and the meeting that ensues is described by Swami Shiv Dayal Singh as involving a sort of password given in response to the Lord's command. As the soul pushes forward, as the soul pushes forward, it beholds Satnam smiling in bliss. Out of his lotus-like appearance comes a voice, Who are you, and why did you come here? The soul replies, A true master instructed me in the secrets. By his graciousness I have received the grace of your presence, O Lord. And as the soul beholds the sight of the Supreme Lord, it is greatly enraptured.
After that brief encounter, the soul rushes directly into the highest Lord and becomes one with him in an ecstasy of divine love and intense bliss. The soul has finally reached its home. The journey is complete. A quote from Radhaswami Reality, a book by Professor Mark Jurgensmeyer, published by Princeton University Press, providing a bit of a, a preview of uh, more installments of this radio series on the ascension of the soul, giving you a glimpse of uh, the ascension of the soul into other regions. And although it's kind of uh, hard to to notice, but uh, there is a kind of God beyond God at the in the last paragraph there, where the soul uh, answers uh, questions like a like a Gnostic password, and then reaches a higher level. That higher level of God, or God beyond God, is called Radhaswami, or Lord of the Soul, beyond uh, light and beyond sound. More on that on a future edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Thank you. 